Welcome to the teacher and the preacher. This program is all about the importance of coming to understand that the Christian community and the Jewish community have more in common than we have been led to believe. Rather than seeing each other as against each other, we need to come to a point of seeing that the statement that our country is a Judeo-Christian nation is much more than just a mere statement, but truly reflects the reality of our nation as it was and should remain. Every week there will be an interesting dialogue about the issues that have divided Jews and Christians and how we can move in bridging the gaps and see that by talking about the issues, we can better move in the direction of having more unity. Unity that will heal and help bring together a nation that is under attack by the forces of atheism, secularism, and a breakdown of family values. Join us now for a discussion between the teacher and the preacher. Welcome to the teacher and the preacher I'm the teacher, Harold Berman. And I'm the preacher, Dave McGarry. And we welcome you this weekend to the Teacher and the Preacher broadcast. We love your listenership, and we love to hear from any of you who take the time to write Harold and I. You can always do that by simply scratching out a note on email, the teacher and the preacher at gmail.com. Harold and I love to hear from our listeners, and we uh, are so open to uh, requests for subject matter or uh, questions you may have regarding a recent broadcast or uh, be a naysayer or throw some gas on our fire. But anyway, uh, we, we love to hear from people, don't we, Harold? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we always try to have those things that we talk about that would be pertinent, meaningful, and if we can't think of any of those things, then we just talk about something else. Right. That happens often. (laughs) So we're going to endeavor to spend some time talking about something that is so much a part of our lives that sometimes we can treat it with contempt. And that's this whole idea of a word called grace. And we we run into this word in a variety of different places scattered throughout uh, the Bible. And there is this thing called the biblical view of grace. And, and Harold, one of the things that I find very interesting about this right from the very beginnings of the Hebrew scriptures is the fact that this is really one of the characteristics of God. It's one of his attributes that he is, is definitely a God of grace. So yes. uh, let's talk about that a little bit and see if we can um, uh enlighten our listeners about what is grace and is it different than mercy and how um, is it applied in, in, in a variety of ways or does it always mean just one thing? So let's, let's have a conversation about that. I'll be Uh, gracious and let you go first. (laughs) You let me go first. Great. Uh, So first of all, for some of our listeners who may be new to the teacher and the preacher, I think it's important for this conversation Uh, to know that this is an ongoing dialogue between an Orthodox Jew living in Israel, me, and an evangelical pastor in America, Dave. So we are coming at this actually with with a lot in common between our two faiths, but also with some different ideas. And we'll often talk about uh, how Judaism and Christianity may see the same concept, sometimes the same, sometimes a bit different. So there's a very popular idea that's out there that I, I've certainly heard a lot of people say, you know, Christians live under grace, Jews live under the law. And grace, even if you talk to many Jews who may not, the ones in, who may not be, let's say, as knowledgeable about 
what the Bible says, uh, they'll even think of grace as a Christian concept. And obviously it is a Christian concept, but in fact, many people are surprised to learn that the word grace is actually also a thoroughly Jewish concept that we, we actually apply it a little differently than Christians do, but it's all over the Hebrew Bible as well as throughout Jewish sources and throughout Jewish prayers. So the, the Hebrew word for grace is chen. This word chen, which translated as grace, sometimes translated as favor, uh, it appears nearly 70 times throughout the Hebrew scriptures. You find it in the Torah, you find it in the prophets, you find it in some of the writings, uh, books like Esther. And the you find, I'm just going to give actually one example, because uh, I think that, um, this is either the first time or one of the very first times it appears. In the story of Noah, you have, I'm going to read it in Hebrew, V'noach matzachen be'enei Adonai. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Sometimes it says Noah found favor. So there's this idea, okay, what is grace? Uh, it is this idea, uh, it, it is equated with favor, and that's why sometimes it's translated that way. It's this idea that God is bestowing something on man that is not earned. Uh, it doesn't mean that man doesn't do something for it, uh, but it's something that we, it's something God gives us that we can't possibly earn. We can't possibly do enough ourselves to merit it. Yeah, I, I love the reminder that you have just given us and the way that you draw right out of the Hebrew word. How, how do you spell that Hebrew word? Uh, so, yeah, for people who know the Hebrew letters, it's, it's the letter chet followed by the letter nun. Uh, which essentially is a ch sound uh, that people, oh, you know, distinguishes Hebrew so much. And then a nun is just like the letter N. So it's so, chen. Chanun. Chanun is from exactly the same uh, same root. It's, it's, it also is, is uh, it's basically the same word. So when we talk about this attribute, and as you um, <clears throat> give a wonderful example of Noah's, Noah found grace or favor, it's this idea of that which is really undeserved uh, that God lavishes on us that, you know, it may be that um, uh, God looks at a person or any of us, any of us for that matter, and says, you know, I don't, I don't know that I find anything lovely about you, but I love you because that's, in, that's who I am. I, I, I can't help but love my creation because... Um, we we live our lives uh, many times in a way that is so undeserving and God is gracious to us anyway. And I think that's one of the things that we love about the Psalms as we read through many of the Psalms. We, we relate to the psalmist because in his uh, ruthless honesty and his full exposure uh, before God, he, he, he flings himself on the grace of God and... Um, realizes that I am so undeserving, I am so, you know, in need of uh, what you, you and you alone can really give to me at the deepest level, that he praises God for his, his graciousness. I was reading over in the book of Psalms in, in chapter 45, my heart is overflowing with a good word. I speak my verses to the king, my tongue is the pen of a speedy scribe, and you are more fair than all the sons of Adam. Grace, grace is poured out on your lips. 
for God has blessed you with favor. So here he he depicts this king's words just dripping with grace and this uh, really kind of a, a manner of speech that that your words are gracious. And, you know, we use, use that word in a lot of different scenarios, don't we? And, and because of that, it, it takes on, I think, different meanings than maybe its absolute root. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, one thing that I, as I was going through the different uses of the word uh, before the show, one thing that's striking and, and it's it's uh, not so well known, you know, we're created in God's image and therefore as, as human beings, we're supposed to strive to, you know, be uh, to, to live up to that, uh, you know, to 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 be uh, not like God in the sense of actually being God, but to to model His attributes. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the word grace in the Hebrew Bible, it's not only something that it's usually something that God bestows on man, but it's something that human beings can bestow on each other. Exactly, so yeah. in Genesis thirty three, this is where. Uh, Jacob is reuniting with his brother Esau after many years, and he's very nervous. He's worried that, you know, Esau might still be mad at him. So he he does a few things that he thinks might uh, appease Esau. And one of them is he brings him gifts. And the phrase that's used there, uh, it's almost exactly the same phrase that we find with Noah. You know, God found, uh, you know, Noah found favor in God's eyes. Uh, now, um, or God found grace, Noah found grace in God's eyes. Now it says here, Jacob says to Esau, so not, not with God in the picture, Jacob says to Esau, if I have found chen, uh, grace, favor, in your eyes, receive my gift from me. And then as if to drive the point home that the you, know, you can use it in both contexts, in the very next verse, uh, he he says to Esau, God has graced me, again, the same word, uh, and because I have everything. So I just, I found this very interesting that this idea, it's not only that God bestows grace, but that this is actually something that God empowers us to do uh, with, with other people, you know, to, to the extent we can as human beings. Yeah, you know, this story that you bring up with uh, Jacob and his brother it was just recently in the Torah reading, the Torah portion. Yes. And as I was reading back through it, I really um, took the time to just pause and and consider uh, the history between these two brothers. And Jacob is kind of driven with fear as he, because he's not sure how his brother's going to treat him. He he remembers how they parted ways and how he had basically, if you will, stole his brother's birthright and blessing. And now he, he, he runs for fear of his life and has been away for all these years. And then, then as he endeavors to re-engage with his brother and uncertain about whether or not he would be gracious, <laughs> he sends these mm-hmm. gifts ahead, as you <laughs> wonderfully described. And these were amazing gifts. And, and, and then when the two of them meet, his brother says, what are all these gifts? He goes, well, I, God has been good to me. And I wanted to be gracious to you. Yes, exactly. But what what really struck me about that conversation between these two brothers is that where there has been a history of kind of hatred, you you see the grace of God in that story in an incredibly beautiful way because those two brothers embrace and weep. And right. Only, right. Gra- only grace can do that. Right. And, and that's 
So that goes back to what I said at the beginning that, you know, this is actually a concept that is rooted, you know, before we before we get to the, the Christian ideal of grace, this is rooted uh, deeply in the Torah and, and deeply in Jewish sources, this idea of grace. Very, very much. Very much. You know, um, this theme is, is woven throughout the entirety of Scripture. And, right. you know, a lot of times we— we on the Christian side don't view uh, the idea of grace being uh, as much a part of the Hebrew scriptures as it is. Most of the time we, we look at the Hebrew scriptures as being full of mercy. And that's, you know, there's, there's a lot of times that those two words are just regularly tied together, grace and mercy, just like in, in many ways, the Hebrew word for compassionate and gracious appear almost exclusively uh, together, yes. you know, with, with, with each other. I mean, almost inseparable. And I was reading through, um, I don't even remember what it was. I'm sure it was in the Torah portion, but it talked about the fact that whoever was doing the prayer um, was saying, um, Lord, I know that we deserve your divine discipline, your divine judgment. Deal with us. And remember us in your mercy, mm-hmm. which I think is a common piece in the Hebrew scriptures because the Jews understood very clearly that something that we all really understand, whether we admit it or not, and that is that we we don't always live our lives appropriately to the point that we are beyond the judgment of God and the discipline of God. And right. he, he disciplines those he loves, so that mercy, which really is the withholding nature of God, that I, I fully deserve to be sent to my room, I fully deserve to be <laughs> disciplined, and yet God God treats me mercifully. Um, this this is a, a incredible word as well, chesed, right? Right, uh, chesed is, is kindness, and all these words, chesed and rachamim, mercy and and chain, and they're they're all slightly different. They're but they're almost like you know sides of a coin. There's they're different, but they're definitely, as you say, they they often go together, uh, right next to each other in the Bible, and 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 they're definitely related concepts. Yeah. So Harold, um, when we think about because as you've mentioned, we've done programs in the past where we use the same word with differing meanings. And a lot of times we don't we don't understand the difference in the meaning of the word when we're having conversations between Jews and Christians. What would you say uh, in particular for this particular word from a Hebrew perspective that grace, uh, how it differs from maybe grace in the New Testament? So I think it's that's a great question. I, I think that, well, first of all, the, there's significant overlap. So we'll start with that. I mean, there's significant common ground. The idea of understanding grace, is, as we, we already discussed, is un, unmerited favor. Uh, you, you didn't deserve it, but, uh, you know, God's going to do it anyway. Uh, so, so that's where I think the common ground is. Uh, I think the difference is, first of all, 
I think obviously the, the Christian, we, we've, we've discussed this actually at length in other shows. And for our listeners, uh, just go to our website, www.teacherandthepreacher.com. All our shows are archived there. So you, you can dig this up because we, we, we talk about how some of the same words are used differently. And one of them is salvation. Uh, salvation, as it's often used in the, the Hebrew scriptures, as Jews understand it, uh, typically has a more uh, physical uh, than a, a, a spiritual, it can have a spiritual meaning, certainly, but it's mm-hmm. more about physical salvation. You see that a lot throughout the Psalms, for example. So the Christian concept of salvation is very much tied to grace and Christianity. So uh, obviously, you know, Jews aren't looking at it through that lens. So I, I think that's one difference. Um, and the other, I think, is not so much a difference uh like a, in terms of hard break kind of thing, but a, a difference in emphasis. And, and it's this, that I think Judaism, uh, it's on, it's seen as unmerited favor, but it's not something that we don't work for. In other words, we work for it, uh, but you know we can never do enough to earn it, but, we, but God is still expecting us to do something. So uh, you see this throughout the prophets, and I'll just give one example, Joel chapter 2, rend your hearts but not your garments, and return to the Lord. In other words, do repentance as he is gracious and merciful. Chanun verachum, again, that same word, chen. Um, you, you find this, uh, again, throughout the prophets, this idea of, well, you're still expected um, it's not that you just sit there and you get grace. You're still expected to do something. Um, and along with that, there's this idea, I, I think the Jewish ideal of grace is that you, the other word you find a lot next to grace is um, is um, um, sadiq, which is basically righteousness. So uh, you, or and righteousness really equates with justice uh, in the Hebrew use of the term. So you see grace, God's grace and God's justice essentially both being essential uh, if there's in the Jewish view of things, if there's too much of one or the other, actually the world wouldn't work so well. If if there was only unbounded grace, you know, everybody got grace no matter what they did, then sin could proceed unchecked. On the other hand, the world could not survive with strict justice alone. So Judaism sees it as this this balancing act, if you will, that God does between his his chain, his grace, and and his uh, and, and his justice. Yeah, that's uh, that's a very good picture that you just created for us you know you you see this when god is uh having conversation um with abraham and he basically says that this is when the three visitors uh, visited abraham at his camp and they said uh, should we reveal to him what we're actually headed to do and yeah Remember this, and and so the Lord says, yes, let's let's let him in on this. So, basically, they say, listen, we're headed over to wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham is quite taken by this, and begins to press them, saying, well, well, well what about what about the righteous who are living there? What about them? Well, if there's yeah. fifty, will you will you will you spare them? And and then he begins to bargain with God. And, uh, 40, 30, and, and, and each time as, as he presses God more, he basically begs, if you will, for, listen, would you be gracious for me one one more time? Be merciful towards me one more time. Uh, don't, don't, don't flick me off the face of the earth because I pressed you too hard. Listen to me one more time. You know, right. that, that, <laughs> that holy fear, uh, uh, appropriate fear of God, and, and he's, he's, leaning on 
are asking for God's God's favor, God's mercy, God's um, grace and patience, you know, and you see this so incredibly displayed. And isn't this isn't this what marks our prayers so many times when we're going to God and we're seeking His face, not not just His hand, but we're seeking His face, and we know that the makeup of our life, or maybe we're interceding for one of our kids who's in deep trouble because they made horribly poor decisions. And as we stand in the gap, our prayer includes, would you be merciful? Would you be gracious? Would you, you know, um, find a way uh, out of this for us? You know, and and we we lean on God and we, we, we cry out for that aspect of who he is. Absolutely. Well, and in fact, you know, what you just said, an aspect of who he is, it is, you know, in the Torah, it actually is, it's, it's built in to, you know, in describing the the very essence of God. So you have uh, Moses on Mount Sinai, there's Exodus 34, and as God passes by, and it's des- it's describing, you know, God's attributes, and it says, Hanun, uh, it says merciful and gracious, using the word Hanun, which is the same word as Chen, it's, you know, it's grace, slow to anger, and abounding in kindness and truth. And, you know, it's, it's right there. And then um, Psalm 145, you have, again, the Lord is gracious, the same word Hanun, and compassionate. And this is, you, you've heard this throughout the Bible, this is actually built into just the very essence of, I, I don't even say who God is, but the, just the very essence of God's being. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think about, you know, the way that we connect with the people of the Scripture. I mean, Moses was, was not an easy guy. And, no, mean, he, had a, he had a tough childhood. Yeah. <laughs> As you've uh, affectionately reminded us before, he was a basket case. <laughs> uh, right? But what's interesting is that we see right from the moment that he meets God at the burning bush and God says, listen, here's what I have in store for you and this is what my plans are for you going forward. And he goes, well, you know, why don't you choose someone else? And um, he 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 badgers with God back and forth, pushing back, pushing back until finally God really in his grace, he doesn't throttle him, but he basically says, this is what's going to happen. And yeah. I see this not only in relationship with God, but I also see it in uh, relationship with each other. I'm reminded of the story of Esther and as she gets ready to go before the king and she, she says, you know, if I have found favor in your sight, if, if there's that word, if I found favor in your sight, O king, and if it please the king, let my life be granted me for my wish and my people for my request. And you know, if, if, if you know the story for our listeners, this is a very tense moment where she leverages everything on the grace of the king, hoping that something that she doesn't deserve would actually come her way. Right. And then I think there's going back to just this idea of balancing, you know, grace with justice, uh, if you will. You know, there are times where 
well, it seems like bad things happen anyway. And you, you certainly have that throughout the Torah where, you know, sometimes it seems like God isn't so gracious that he, you know, thing, somebody does something and they get slapped on the wrist, so to speak. And there's that idea, uh, like you say, when the, when the kid comes home and he's wrecked the car or whatever, and, you know, there's that time to be gracious. And then there's also what we call tough love. And, you know, we see that in parenting where you need both. And you know, God does the same thing where, you know, there are there are times where it doesn't feel like grace, where it feels more like, you know, justice. And but then we look back on it and we realize, well, yeah, but that was for our benefit because we grew through it. Yeah. Yeah. There is no shortage of example after example after example of grace being used not only by God, but by people towards others and vice versa, relational grace, relational mercy, Um, Mm -hmm. this whole idea of how the Bible helps us to treat people that don't deserve to be treated the way that they treated us, but grace becomes something that we need but don't deserve. And I think that that certainly is a good description for myself because there's many times I, I need it and don't deserve it. Right. I, I think all of us, it's part of being human. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, you know, for listeners, is something, a really good exercise to do, to go where you can find the word used a lot is uh, is in the Psalms. You can find it in many of the other places that we mentioned. But if you go to the Psalms, and sometimes, because if you're reading an English translation, sometimes this word chen is translated as grace or, or being gracious, sometimes it's translated as favor, uh, and sometimes even mercy. So if you go through and you look for, you know, all the times it says grace and favor and mercy, it's amazing how many times, you know, the psalmist is asking for God's mercy and how much time, how many times he's receiving God's mercy and and God's grace. Yeah. You know, you, you, um, you helped us today with understanding from Jewish perspective, the role of this word in the life of uh, the Jewish people and the understanding um, where it's not just a, a spiritual word or having to do with salvation spiritually, but literal salvation of my life from something that uh, God was was looking out for me and, and preserved my life. He was gracious to me, literally, right. literally saving uh, his people uh, for example, uh, from the flood, Noah found grace and, and God saved him and his family from the flood, those those literal things. When the arena of Christianity, the concept of grace, this unmerited favor, it's, it's really uh, the reality is that the grace of God is the foundation upon which the gospel is totally built. That's the whole message of the gospel that has mm-hmm. to do with the heart issue, the issue of the heart. And... Uh, so it does have a little bit of a twist when it comes into the New Testament scriptures uh, for those who are students of that particular portion of your Bible, um, that um, it is a very solid theme that runs through both uh, Hebrew scriptures and, and uh, New Testament writings, but um, there is a twist in how it's, it's viewed and 
and define, no question about it. And that's the beauty of this program. So we so appreciate you joining us this weekend. Harold, we've got about 50 seconds left. Why don't you let people know how they can get a hold of us? So you can email us the old-fashioned way, the teacher and the preacher at gmail.com, the teacher and the preacher at gmail.com. We'd love getting your emails. Uh, we usually respond to all the emails we receive, and we certainly read every single one. Uh, you can check out our Facebook page, The Teacher and the Preacher on Facebook. You can also message us there, and we usually post the facts of the day, uh, in, uh, news and information about Israel, about Judaism, Christianity, you often won't find elsewhere. And you can check out our website, www.teacherandthepreacher.com. So without the the, just teacherandthepreacher.com. And not only can you see the schedule of upcoming broadcasts, but you can actually access all of our archived previous broadcasts. Love that. Until next week, may the God of Israel, who never slumbers or sleeps, watch over Israel and our Jewish friends. And may God bless America. Amen.